Hey, welcome back one more time to the Not About Us conversation piece where we just have absolutely no idea what we're going to say and we're just going to throw stuff out there as it come to us, as it comes to us. See, I can't even say that correctly, but that's okay. That's what happens in these conversation pieces. As always, I'm Scott. And I'm Brad. And this is Not About Us. Right. Uh, one more time, we're coming together for a conversation, and like I said, we have no plans. We can get our things wrong. We can trip over our tongues, but that's okay. We just keep the mics going, and whatever comes out comes out, just because. So, Brad, if you would like to start us off in prayer and ask that God make sense of our <laughs> nonsensical ramblings, it uh, would, that would take much... a feat of God <laughs> that's to <right>. do that. <laughs> So go for it. Yahweh, almighty one, creator of everything. We want to just celebrate you with this conversation. You know, Scott's right. We're going to, we're going to have errors. We're going to, we're going to be candid. And when we do that, it may not always make a lot of sense. That's where we need you. Need you to come in here and, and help us find the truth that you want us to share with our listeners and the truth that you want us to share with each other. As always, we want you to be the head of the conversation because no one cares about us, but we want to know what you, what, what you want us to know. God, we cherish you. We invite you in. We give you the seat of honor, and we give you the mic. As always, I truly don't want this to be about us. Let it be about you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Oh, it is about you. So now... What do you want to talk about? I have no idea. Brad, do you have any idea? I always have an idea, <laughs> and I always have this plan to actually be a little better prepared. And it oh, never... you can't prepare for these. That's not the point. <laughs> and it never happens, which is probably good. But the thing that's on my heart is some stuff that I read today. If you know anything about Israel, this is probably not a surprise, but there is the possibility that there's going to be another terrorist attack in Israel. And uh, they are fortifying their north. They're trying to protect their north borders. And so... Now, we should specify, we're, we're recording this as of July 24th. So, so these get added to the podcast later than that once they're edited and everything. So when, when Brad talks about events going on now, that's the date we're talking about. Right. Most likely this will actually be up by the next Friday. So a lot could have happened in that week um, before I as I'm making these comments, but we can probably say that the majority of Israel's days, there is somebody plotting against them. In fact, I would argue that every single day, probably every single hour, yeah. there's some power, whether it be physical or spiritual, there is something wanting to destroy Israel uh, because of what it represents. So that being said, uh, what's on my heart right now is prayers you know they anyone that will that would attack israel you are dumb <laughs> <laughs> you you need to realize that brad, brad what do you what do you mean stop <laughs> trying to hide just go ahead and tell us you've got to realize that there is a god in israel 
and he will have his way in that situation. And if you are against him, if you are an enemy of his, then I'm sorry, you lose. Mm-hmm. And we've said it before, guys. Uh, it, it goes hand in hand with the, the physical examples leading us to spiritual truths. Guys, he made a promise to Abraham and he's going to keep it. And if he can back out on those promises, it means he can back out on any promise to us. We should not be hoping evil for Israel. If you're a Christian, we should be uh, thanking God that his his hand is at work in that land because it is an example that his hand is at work in us. He will not lie. He will not turn from his word. Absolutely. And a lot of people are blinded by the real Israel. There's a great deception trying to convince you that they are not what they really are. There is a great deception trying to convince you that they are terrible to their neighbors, uh, to the Pal- to Palestinians, that they are uh, actually uh, abusive and and, they're, and they are terrorists and all these kind of things. Don't look at our media. Find sources outside of our media. Do your own investigation into the situation going on over there. It's not what they want you to believe. They want you to think mm-hmm. that they are not as wonderful as they are. And uh, like I said, anyone that would challenge them, the Six-Day War should be a prime example of why you should not. Yeah. The, the rulers of this world, the spiritual rulers of this world, want to see Israel dead. And they're, they're broadcasting hatred uh, about Israel. They always have been. Does that mean everybody that is in the nation of Israel is a perfect... Uh, example of godliness? No, of course not. Is everyone who calls himself a Christian a perfect example of godliness? No way. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and, and I say that looking right at myself and my history. Yeah, mine uh, too. But we're still loved. We're still protected. We're still his kids. We're still his bride. We're still his heirs, his servants, his soldiers. And And on that note, that's what's, I guess, all... Uh, I don't. I don't want to stop you from talking about Israel. If you got more stuff, we'll just keep talking. But that's what's been on my heart lately, is servanthood and being a soldier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Real quick, I'll just I'll just say this. This is a, a simple thing. It's from Scripture. Those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is choose wisely. Um, it is in my heart that I am concerned about America. There is a majority of America that would prefer we were not allies with them. Okay, if that's what you choose, if you choose to curse Israel, then we are going to have to answer for that. Mm-hmm. So that's just uh, that's just my two cents on it. I would rather bless them because um, I understand the the example that they are, and they side with yeah. the God that I want to side with. No, absolutely. I, I'm in 100% agreement with that. And um, and I suggest, if you haven't checked it out, go check out my podcast on what is a Jew and what is a Christian. And basically, you'll find out that we are all Jews who are spiritual heirs of Abraham. And to curse Israel is to curse yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, that was on my heart. What t- let's, let's get into this. You've been mentioning this to me uh, frequently about being a soldier and I, I want to hear some more thoughts on that. Oh, it's just on my heart lately that uh, 
I had been going through a few years where God had been kind of leading me into I'm his his lover his his, his just this idea that it, it's a passionate relationship it's all it's intended to be full of life and love and I feel like just lately in my life that he's he's okay you've got that down let's move on to something else and I feel like he's leading me into that area of discipline and and part of it is is Brad even before we started this podcast had been really his heart had been on being a servant and a slave and and how what a wonderful thing that actually was and that's been kind of pushing me towards this now and I know you can't see it this is obviously a podcast we're not on video but here I'll I don't know if you can hear that that jingling that is those are my grandfather's dog tags uh, he served in World War II. My dad served in Vietnam. Um, my dad's still alive. I can't have his dog tags. <laughs> but uh, we were going through my grandfather's stuff when he passed, and I found these, and I kept them because my grandfather was the most selfless man that I knew. Worked for everybody, was always there for everybody. You needed him, he was there, just giving whatever he could. We joked that when he retired from work, he was doing it so he'd have time to work. <laughs> it, um, and I wear these as a reminder of, of the fact that he was a soldier long after he left military service. And I think of them when I'm feeling selfish and when Someone is abusing me, someone is belittling me, someone is, I'm feeling attacked in some way in this spiritual battle. I grab these and I just put my hand around them and I just start thanking God that I'm his soldier and this is a war and I need to become better disciplined to be his true soldier of love. And our enemy is not a person. Our enemy is is not the quote-unquote jerk in front of us beating us down. Our enemy is the spirit behind him making him hate and making him curse us. They are actually the prize that God wants, and that is so hard for me to see sometimes because when bad stuff happens, you want to hate it. And so that's what I've been working on. And, And also the fact... It's more than that. It's also the fact that I have a tendency to be selfish and lazy. I, I, you know, I doubt that I'm the only one out there. Uh, I will like admit that. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I'm unique in that way, but, you know, I have a tendency to go, I need to study the scripture. And I do it for a bit and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Why don't I just watch TV? I'm just going to play a video game for a while. Just going to take a break and that break becomes the rest of the day. And now there's a place for it. I'm not saying we can't enjoy family and friends and relax and have fun and what have you. But sometimes I tend to make that my focus. Yeah. And I was telling Brad earlier, and we'll see how this works, but I'm trying to make a commitment for the rest of this week until we do our next podcast, until we record our next podcast, that I'm going to try to avoid gaming and TV of any kind for one week and just enter into spiritual warfare as best I can and see how far that gets me. So 
I don't know. That's just what's on my heart right now. Uh, especially if those of you have listened to my Fall Feasts podcast talking about preparing, talking about the day of trumpets. You need to prepare before it happens. And studying that has really got me thinking again. Am I prepared? Have I prepared? Have I even tried to prepare? To a degree, yes. I have to be honest and, and give myself some credit for, for being stronger. And I don't know about you, Brad, but just the fact that we decided to do this podcast has been huge in my life. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm thankful for whoever's listening. I'm thankful for you. I really appreciate it. But if no one is listening, I'm still okay because this is not about us. This is for God, not for you. Now, I hope you do get something out of it. When I say that, I'm, I'm not attacking you or insulting you in any way. I'm just saying God is my source. God is my desire because God loves you. That Hopefully, he's coming through this and reaching you too. And some of you are listening because God led you to this and God wants to speak to you in this way. But my heart's desire is to draw closer to God and so if no one's listening, this is still a success for me. And it has been a huge success in just the fact that since we've started, my focus has become a lot sharper. My vision has become, my spiritual vision has become a lot clearer. And I just thank God for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% in agreement. This, to me, is a love letter to God. When I'm reviewing things with God, I really want him to search my heart uh, with this podcast because it really is just God I love you and I want to share you with people and if yeah and if ultimately all I'm doing is sharing it with you Scott if we if we lost all of our listeners and I'm just sharing it with you it is a success and I do agree my focus has been sharper I am digging into the word I'm learning new things I'm having to set aside some preconceived ideas that I've had, you know, which that's a huge win to me um, as well. And frequently in these podcasts, we'll say, hey, pray for Israel, pray for this person, pray for that, pray for this situation. I never ask you to pray for us. And I'm just realizing that maybe I should. <laughs> I, yeah. I pray, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for Scott that his weekend is successful. Um, now, by the time I get this up, that weekend may have already happened. So, you know, maybe our listeners can pray for more weekends like that that are successful. And maybe uh, maybe I can ask that you pray for this podcast, that if you are listening to it and you are getting something out of it, then maybe just a simple prayer that others will listen to it and get something out of it. And even if that prayer is just... They come to our site and they look at one of our one of the shout outs that we have that and it leads them down a different road to someone else. That's also a win to me. Mm -hmm. If they find truth, I don't care where it is. If God leads them here only to send them to somewhere else, excellent. That's a win. Um, so whatever the situation may be, maybe if you're in prayer, maybe give us a prayer too. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, we need prayer. We are not above that. We're not so holy and spiritual that we don't need your prayer. Oh, guys, we need it. And if you need prayer, 
throw us an email. Absolutely. We'd be happy to lift you up in prayer. Actually, it's not about us. And and he is the author and refiner and perfecter and the power and the throne and everything almighty. He's the one that could solve your problem, not us. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever really talked about how important prayer is. There have been real quickly. I don't mean to interrupt. Hold that thought. You mentioned earlier, and I don't want to forget it talking about discussing with us and how things, you know, you, some of your preconceived concepts, you know, kind of you're forced to re-examine them. And that's the awesome thing about, I always, I, I say to myself, I discuss, I do not debate. Right. I hate, I hate debate. Discussion to me, this is just my own personal interpretation. A discussion is where two people are honestly seeking truth. Uh, you can win both in a discussion. Both sides can win because if one person leads another into truth, the, the person being led into truth wins just as much as the first person. In a debate, only one person can win. A debate is nothing more than verbal bullying. It's, it's a sparring match with words. You can have truth and be on the losing side of a debate uh, because that just means the other person had fancier talk, had a, had, had a more clever way of saying something and seems to beat you down. I never debate. I'm not a, a interested in attacking people. When I realize that it's turned into a debate, I shut up. It's pointless. You're not after truth. But I appreciate what you said. We, we discuss here because we're both after truth and we're both wrong. And we've both had times where we have to go, you know what? You pointed that out and it convicted me and I'm wrong and I need to change that. But, and I'm so sorry about that. I just I didn't want no. to forget that. I didn't want to interrupt you earlier and I didn't want to let that go too far. But go ahead. Well, I was just thinking about, I've been thinking about prayer um, lately. You and I had a conversation about it not too long ago. And ever since then, I've been thinking about it. Prayer is very, very important. Scripture tells you, don't cease your prayers. Continue. And, and as we've discussed before, prayer is just conversation. You know, so have a continuous conversation with God. And I'm guilty of this myself. I'm not going to stand here and say, I do this. Mm-hmm. No, I'm guilty of this. I, I I admitted to this just to you the other night that I will I want to be the guy who wakes up in the morning and the first thing he does is say, "God, what do you got for me? What do you need me to do?" And then mm-hmm. I go and do that, and while I'm doing it, I'm still having that conversation with God. Did I do it right? Do I need to improve? What what else can I do? And then I get home, and the last thing I do before bed is I kneel down and I say, "God, that was a great day. Uh, it was a great time with you. I know you're going to protect me and keep me safe until we do it again tomorrow morning." But I don't do that. The first time that a giant gets in my way, the first time that uh, something distracts me at work or, or whatnot, uh, I lose track. And I'll go quite a bit of time until lunch break or whenever it is that, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk to God now. Mm-hmm. I'm really, that's something I'm really working on too. Um, it also goes hand in hand with the other thing that's been on my heart lately about distractions. You know, what's keeping me away from God? Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm trying to I'm trying to figure all that stuff out too. But prayer, super important. Um, someone once said, I don't know where I heard this. I'm sorry, but someone once made a comment that, oh, I'll I'll pray for him. It's the least I can do. And this guy was like, he responded to that, no, that's the most you can do, because prayer, uh, when it's genuine, when it's from the heart when it's in line with what God wants for us in our lives, 
it does miraculous things. And I have seen this. I have seen this in my own life multiple times. I have prayed for things. Scott, our whole, our whole, this <laughs> podcast, this whole relationship, this whole everything was an answer to a prayer. And obviously it was in line with what God wanted in my life because yeah. he answered it. Of course, I didn't see it right away. You know, we've talked about that. But <laughs> yeah, prayer is super important. And I got to thinking about it. I'm doing my revelation study and I'm doing, I'm doing all sorts of studies. I, something intrigues me. I got to look it up. I, the other day I came home and I had written 83 on my hand because something had come up through the day and I needed to remember to read Psalm 83. I wanted to look into something. And my wife just looks at my hand like, um, what's that? <laughs> it's like, gang symbols. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's just my reminder. I got to look at Psalm 83. But uh, so I get, I'm kind of a squirrel sometimes. They say squirrel, you know, I'm the dog and I'm, I'm so focused, I'm so focused. And then squirrel. Because I'm supposed to be in Revelation for the podcast, but then something else pops in, and I gotta go explore that and figure that out too. Uh, but one of the things that's been that I've been looking into lately is prayer, and I got this awesome image in my head, and it will fit into my Revelation study when I get there. But when you are in sincere prayer, when you are in a sincere conversation with God, you are being transported. You may not see it, but spiritually you are being transported right to him in his throne room. You are bowing down to God in his throne room. And he has got his attention on you listening to your prayer, your request. And I feel like there's been a couple times in my life where I've had a prayer that good, that deep, that I was taken right there and it got answered. It was in line with what God wanted. So continue. It's super important. That's all I'm trying to say. It's on my heart to tell you prayer, super important. Don't stop. Uh, and like I said, I'm a hypocrite. i got to work on this too. But it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much. Thank you for that. Hey, something else that just I just thought about right now, just because, you know, I, I talked about my, my grandfather's dog tags that I'm now wearing. Wearing them doesn't make me a soldier. It's a reminder to yeah. me. And this is a perfect example of what I've been talking about, about how these physical reminders are intended to reveal spiritual truths. The wearing of these dog tags don't make me a soldier. I am not literally in the army, uh, the American army. I, I'm not in World War II. That's long since past. Those of you who are married right now, look at your wedding ring. Now... Take it off. Take it off your finger. <gasps> You're not married anymore. You took your wedding ring off your finger. No. Go ahead and put it back on now. Taking the wedding ring off doesn't mean you're not married anymore. And having the wedding ring on doesn't make you married. It's a reminder. It's a physical representation to you of the love of your life. It's just, it, it's supposed to be you're carrying them around with you. And... They're constantly on your heart. It's, it's just a physical reminder. Marriage is a commitment. Marriage is not a ceremony. It's not a piece of paper with your signatures on it. Marriage is saying, I love you. I'm going to be here for you. Even if everything stinks, I am going to give myself to you. Being a soldier is not have, wearing the dog tags. It's not having a weapon. It's not... 
It's not putting on a uniform. It's a commitment saying, my general, my king, I am going to be here for you. Where you lead, I will follow. What you command, I will do. Any, any cop knows that you take your badge off, you take your uniform off, you're still a cop. It's, it's that idea. I, I, I guess that's all I wanted to say about it. it, it it's a help, I hope that helps you understand kind of what I've been talking about with the, the physical examples of spiritual truth. These dog tags don't mean anything other than to help remind me of what is really true, and that is that I should be his soldier. I don't know. That's all I was, the only, only place I was going with that. You gave your uh, grandpa a little honor, and uh, as it's probably been mentioned in a few podcasts now, my grandma recently passed away, and I got to thinking about it. She was, in my life, an amazing example of somebody that had amazing work ethic. She was a servant um, from basically the time she was born. You know, she, in fact, at the end of her life, she needed to be served. She, people needed to take care of her and she hated it (laughs) because she wanted to serve other people. Uh Um, I'm going to speak at her service. It's coming up this Monday. And I was, I had to really narrow it down because I just thought of so many things I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was the biggest thing was, you know, she took care of she was the oldest of her siblings. Her mom died young, so she became mom to her siblings. She took care of uh, her husband when he was sick. She took care of her own children. She took care of her grandchildren uh, when they needed her. Uh, even even myself, I lived with her for a few years, and she took amazing care. i feeling a little guilty when I was write, writing uh, this stuff down, but man, she fed us. Um, she blessed us with such wonderful food. And at the time, it was just a, oh, this is awesome. But you start to just go, I know more's coming. You don't, you start to, mm-hmm. you don't, you're not, you take it for granted. You take it for granted. And now I'm looking back and going, I would do anything just for one more of those amazing meals, you know. And, and that just got me thinking, that generation, Scott, of our grandparents and, and, and before, in America that was more Christian valued. Um, you know, I, I just see a comparison there. They were, they were, they held on to their Christian beliefs and morality. And I'm not saying that they were better people, um, that they were good people because none are as good, but God, but they were still sinners. They were still capable of terrible things. But America during that time was more Christian, and the people acted like more like Christians, and they had that spirit of uh, serving their families and serving others and serving their country. And uh, when World War II, we all know America really stood up. They didn't want to at first. They were very happy with our country the way it was, and and they thought that was a you know a European problem and it didn't affect us. But when it did. They really stood up. They served their country. I think after the war, things became a little more real for them, and they, and they held on to those beliefs for a little while. But now we're getting to a point where we're not a Christian nation anymore. We can't claim to be when we're doing things that are complete opposite of the, those Christian beliefs. And this is just my opinion, but people aren't acting like Christians now that we're not a Christian nation. They're more selfish. 
they're more lazy. And I'm convicting myself here, too. I grew up in this period of time, and there are times that I find myself being very selfish. I find myself being very lazy, and I just think that uh, there's a comparison there, and maybe it's a goal that we should also be praying for. We should be praying for this country, uh, bring God back into our country, bring back in those beliefs and that moral code, and uh, personally just something I think we should all work on. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. So, anything else? Oh, oh, you know what? There is something else I want to talk about right now. I want to shout out. Now, I guess I kind of accidentally shouted out my grandfather. <laughs> but uh, but I had uh, another one. <sighs> Drat, I accidentally shouted out. How dare I? And here I did shout out my grandma I again. know. Man. What are we thinking? Making it more official. What is wrong <laughs> with us? Um, this is... This, uh, this is a real personal one for me, and uh, uh, my first three I uh, wrote or I, I gave a shout out to some authors, and my last two I've uh, given it to musicians, and so I want to make this a third, and I want to give it to the group Petra because when I was growing up, they were a huge influence for me and a very well. Oh boy, I can't believe I'm going to say this. They were a rock. Didn't mean to go there. For those of you who don't know, Petra means rock. But um, but they were it, they were they they were passion for me. But at the same time, just spiritually grounded and solid. And I so much appreciate them for for never again like everyone. They're not perfect. And everyone, every single person involved in that group that they had, I think, I think the group lasted for 28 years. Um, not every person in it, you know, was, was perfect all the time. But I just thank everyone involved uh, because you were there for me. And in a time when I was growing up and I needed some encouragement and some life and I wasn't getting it in other places and... You became a friend to me, whether you intended to be that or not. And it's kind of interesting because as I sit here talking about being a soldier and conviction of that, many of their songs were exactly along those lines. And one of their albums was named This Means War. Very uh, militaristically minded in, in the songs on that album. But I can't name all of you who were in that group off the top of my head. I'm sorry about that, but to all of you, so I'm not going to try, I'm not going to name one or two of you and, and leave everyone else out. And as I've said, we're a tiny little thing. I'm sure you're not listening. But if you happen to catch us, any of you, all of you, I just want to say thank you. I, I do appreciate that you gave artistically and spiritually, uh, you gave me God in a lot of ways, and I, I just, I thank you so much for that. Petra was a little before my time of being interested in Christian music and and whatnot, but you shared the song Prayer with me, and mm-hmm. that became one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, I would recommend, um, if, if you've not listened to Petra before, uh, start with that song. It really touched me. And, and and that's me 
it, you know, it, it touched me. It may do nothing for you, um, but I think it's a good place to start. It was a it was a, a really special moment when you shared that with me originally, and then you shared that song with me because um, you thought it kind of you thought it would touch me, and it did. And since then, I've explored more of Petra and been very very impressed. And if I can. Um, I'll give a quick shout out to a, a musician. Um, hey, wait a second. I thought shout outs were my thing. They, they are. Are your, you allowed? <laughs> well, yes. Oh, all right. Because <laughs> there's no script to this thing. Oh, okay. oh, oh, you know, you got me there. <laughs> See, I can bow to logic. <laughs> and mine, mine is actually, uh, okay. So I've shared, I've shared my story and how in my early childhood and my teenage years, um, I was not chasing after a relationship with God. I was always aware of God. I, I wanted this relationship that I had seen in other, in other people, um, but I did not have it. I did not have it until uh, actually very recently, really, just five-ish years ago when I started to really look into things. But uh, when I was a teenager, there was a song called 13 from Matthew West, and it it popped up on normal radio stations. It wasn't, it was a Christian song that made its way in popularity to normal pop stations, right? And so I loved this song from Matthew West, 13, and and I knew what the, I knew what the lyrics were. Um, and I was like, okay, it's cool. It's a catchy little song about prayer and, and what heaven might be like someday. And, and that's, that's kind of cool. But I loved it, and it was my anthem for a while. I didn't take it; they didn't actually take the lyrics to heart, though, until much later, when I did start chasing, and I got rid of the things of the world that I used to love, the kind of music that I used to love. I started hating it. After I actually am starting to have a relationship with God, I only I totally got rid of um, all these terrible songs in my playlist, in my, in my iTunes. Um, and I came across 13 and I was like, Oh wow, that, that's a good song. That was, that's one of the good ones. And found out that Matthew West was still going. In fact, he had a lot of albums from the point that I, from 13 to, to just a few years back when I started really getting into Christian music and, and Christian literature and all that kind of stuff. And so I will give a shout out to Matthew West for touching me even before I was really interested in uh, chasing or learning more. Yeah. Um, and now I've, you know, the beauty of that is you find out you like somebody and they've already produced a lot of stuff. So you get to, yes, you get this treasure trove just thrown at you. Oh, there's so much. You know, so I downloaded several of his albums and I found so many gems. So uh, that's one is for me is, is Matthew West. I would give him a shout out and just uh, thank him uh, for being an influence in my life, um, even when I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> yeah. No, we do thank you, Matthew West, and appreciate uh, you letting God reign artistically and spiritually in your life. Um, something else. This is, again, it's conversation piece, totally, I haven't thought about this. Just now, a thought hit me, and totally unrefined, going with the initial 
seed of a thought here, but you mentioned Psalm 83. I did. And you wrote it down on your hand. Mm-hmm. And I imagine what that looked like on your hand for whatever, this is just the way my brain works. <laughs> and Psalm 83, I'm going to read some of it here. I might read the whole thing. I just pulled it up. Now, I don't have my Hebraic Roots version on me. I pulled it up online, so I believe this is the King James Version, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, is it NIV? Oh, well, you'll get the idea. I just pulled it up. Oh, God, do not remain silent. Do not turn a deaf ear. Do not stand aloof, O God. See how your enemies growl. See how your foes rear their heads. With cunning they conspire against your people. They plot against those you cherish. Come, they say, let us destroy them as a nation so that Israel's name is remembered no more. With one mind they plot together. They form an alliance against you, the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, of Moab and the Hagrites, Byblos, Ammon and Amalek, Philistia, the people of Tyre. Even Assyria has joined them to reinforce Lot's descendants. Do to them as you did as to Midian as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the river Kishon, who perished at Endor and became like dung on the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, all their princes like Ziba and Zalmunna, who said, let us take possession of the pasture lands of God. Make them like tumbleweed, my God, like chaff before the wind as fire consumes the forest or a flame sets the mountains ablaze. So pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your storm. Cover their faces with shame, Lord, so that they will seek your name. May they ever be ashamed and dismayed. May they perish in disgrace. Let them know that you, whose name is Lord, and we know it should be Yahweh, that you alone are the most high over all the earth. So is this talking about they plot defeat and destruction on God and God is going to turn that around and and destroy them and they will ever, forever be ashamed, right? Yep. The the Hebrew letter sheen means eat, consume, destroy, teeth, ivory, point of a rock, peak, something sharp, El Shaddai. Take 83, picture it in your mind, turn it clockwise. I pictured this on your hand as you wrote it down. It's the infinity sign over sheen. <laughs> I, that's, that just came to me. Wow. I, I just, that's what I thought. It's infinity forever destroyed. I, you know, I, for whatever that means, that just came to me. That's, that's really cool. That is really cool. Now it explains my wife's look on her face. What? is that (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure the first thought in her head was why are you forever destroying something brad what is that that's that's really cool the reason that i wrote that down was uh because what i this was all part of uh what i was talking about earlier with israel and all those who plot against it and all those that are going to conspire um 83 uh can be prophetic in the way that uh all of these nations are coming against Israel, but they're ultimately going to be destroyed and forever ashamed. So that's why I was looking into it. But that's a really cool image yeah. that you just put in my head. Something I wasn't, no, that was not my intention at all. It was just, uh, I don't even remember, probably breaking Israel news was uh, they they had suggested Psalm 83. I don't remember why, but I was like, I cannot forget this. I want to look into this more. 
if I ever, and I hate needles, so this will never happen. But if I ever get a tattoo, I'm going to have infinity over sheen. That's going to be my tattoo. I'm going to call it 83. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. But um, something else I want to do here real quick as we wrap up. And um, you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, this is prayer. Mm-hmm. What we're doing right now is prayer. We're this conversing. Prayer. Um, so I want to converse for you too. You mentioned you want to lift me up in conversation, in prayer. Uh, so right now, Brad, I speak to you. I speak strength and uh, holiness and goodness. And uh, we now know more of what that means to say goodness. I speak, I speak goodness in your health and your strength and your wisdom and your heart, but also in your marriage, in Kate, your wife, and her heart and her passion and her love uh, for God and also for you. May that be strengthened and grow. And uh, I just want to say to you that you are loved by God and so you are loved by me. And I just pray goodness and all of what we know that word now means and things that we don't even know it means yet. Uh, I pray goodness in your life. Wow. Well, thank you, Scott. Uh, Knowing that goodness basically means function correctly, you just gave me probably one of the biggest blessings I could think of. May everything function correctly. Well, may everything function correctly for you as well. I will take that. And for you as well, every listener out there, I pray goodness for you. And... uh, I know you can't talk back to us right here and now in the moment, but you can talk back to us. God hears you. That's a connection. You can keep wanting I use jabber at work. That's a connection. I keep wanting to say, you can jabber us, but that's not it. So, uh, you can email us. You can connect with us if you want to, but you can just right now talk. Talk to God about us. I'll take that more than anything. If, I find it funny that you keep wanting to say jabber, and if people knew how we used it. Yeah. <laughs> it's for work, people. It's for work. Yes, we use jabber <laughs> at work, in air quotes. Um, all right, so as always, let's wrap this up by saying, I am Scott. And I am Brad. And as always, this is not about us.